Ravinder, and we're going to talk about the parasha, a part of the parasha of Bamidbar. Part of the parasha of Bamidbar would start by, by reminding ourselves that the parasha, that the, the book Bamidbar is different. It's not like that, what we've learned up to now, which was mainly from the time of Matan Torah at Har Sinai. The first thing that happened was that they built the Mishkan. And that's the end of the book of Shmot, Truma Tetzavek, Itisa, Vayakel, Pekudei. The Mishkan, the tabernacle. Having built the Mishkan, the book of Vayikra, which talks about Tuma and Tahara, Kohanim, their obligations, other obligations under the heading of Tuma Tahara. And the book of Ayiko should have been the end of the Torah before they go into Eretz Hina'an. That's where they're up to. But you know that the parasha of the Miraglim changed the course of history. Because of the Miraglim, Am Yisrael were destined to stay in the desert another 38 years until all the people who left Mitzrayim died. And so the book of Bamidbar, the book that we're starting to learn, became the book of history, the history of the sojourn of the people in the, in the desert, the sojourn in the desert for 38 years, and the punishment thereof. And while this was going on, it was the story of Korach and his fellows, the story of Bilam and Balak, histories, histories which affected ultimately Am Yisrael in the future. And today, what we're going to talk about is the special nature of the tribe of Levi. Special because the book of Bamidbar starts off with counting, counting the people, how they set themselves up in the desert as a nation. Um, we're interested. We're interested in knowing something about Bnei Levi. In order to find this out, I have to introduce one pasuk. That's the first pasuk in the book of Bereshit. You see on the sheet. God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, we all know that pasuk. We know that there might be certain problems in uh, in translation, right? Whether you say in the beginning, somehow Breshit is the head of things, the heading where all things begin. Uh, or, as Rashi explains, the proper translation might be, when God set about to create the heavens and the earth, etc. But what I'm interested in particular is Rashi's understanding of the Pasuk itself. Breshit bara Elohim, Breshit bara Elohim, Rashi says, Ein ha-mikra hazeh, just one second, let me get a... Let me get the underline.
הנה מקרא זה אומר, אלה דרשני. רש"י says this פסוק, בראשית ברא אלוקים, the first פסוק in the Torah, cannot be understood unless we're willing to admit that the primary interpretation might be a drash. That's what he means when he says, אין המקרא הזה אומר אלה דרשני. What is a drash? What is a drash? Uh, the best way that I have of explaining it is that the drash is, I sort of take the word out of the, well, so I look at the word, and I say, what does that word mean? Or what might that word mean? And I, I disconnect it from the overriding syntax of the Pasuk. Usually, when we speak or we write, we write in phrases. Bereshit bara Elohim. So Rashi says, no, 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 just let's look at the word Bereshit. Eina mikra zomele darsheni kimo shedarshu raboteno. And he takes his source from the Medrash, which is Rabotenu, right, the masters, who said that the word Bereshit implies Bishvil HaTorah, שנקראת ראשית דקו. It is the word ברשית. The word ברשית reminds me of a פוסוק in מישלי. ראשית דקו. That's the Torah. ובשביל ישראל שנקראו ראשית דבועתו. A פוסוק in ירמיהו. So that the word ראשית can also be seen as a word that implies uh, implies Yisrael. V'imbata lefarsho kipshuto. Imbata lefarsho kipshuto. There's a little more to say about it. Well, how, how do we understand this Rashi? What Rashi is saying? It seems to me that Rashi is saying, why did the Torah start with the word Breshit? I mean, you would think that the first word in the Torah, the first word in the Torah, I mean, that's forever. It'll always be the first word in the Torah. Must be special and not regular. But if Bereshit just means in a list, the first thing in the list is Shamayim Ba'aretz or the first thing in the list is creation of light. So it seems that you don't really need the word Bereshit because we can look at the Psukim and we know what came first. So Rashi says, in this case, you have to accept the sensitivity of Chazal. And what was the sensitivity uh, of Chazal? Bereshit, Bishvil. It's for the purpose of Torah, for the purpose of Yisrael, and for the purpose of, of all the things that come first in the world, that there's a kind of stability that the Torah implies. There's the way it should be. And that's what we get from the word Bereshit. So we're the part of the Medrash that Rashi quotes, Bishvil Torah. The Torah is always first. Bishvil Yisrael, Yisrael is always first amongst the nations. 
So that Breshit doesn't just tell you what was created first, but applies a stability which could only come from divine creation. It's the way God created it, and it's always that way. It'll always remain remain that way. Okay, that's Breshit Aleph Aleph. Now if we look at Shemot Perak Lamed Bet, Shmot Perak Lamed Bet, Vayam Moshe et ha'am ki parua hu. When Moshe Rabbeinu was coming down from Har Sinai the first time, the first time Moshe Rabbeinu went up on the mountain, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to me, you better go take a look at this. Ki parua hu. They are wild, disheveled. Ki parao aron l'shim tzabikamihem. Aaron contributed to this uh, state of uh, disaffection. Vayamod Moshe b'shar hamachane vayomer mi l'ashem elai. Moshe Rabbeinu, I mean the leader, the person who brought B'nai Yisrael into uh, to Har Sinai, the person who is charged with bringing the Torah into the world and making it part of Am Yisrael. Vayamod Moshe b'shar hamachane and Moshe Rabbeinu stood in the gate of the entryway into the camp. Vayomer and Moshe Rabbeinu caught in this this terrible situation where his efforts are almost nothing. He's looking at the at the Egel Azahav, the golden calf that was built, the contradiction to the Aseret that they brought themselves, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Anochi Hashem Elokecho, to exclude any other idea. And here, B'nai Yisrael make the Egel Azahav. I know that the Chachamim, that the commentaries uh, disagree about what the nature of the transgression was, but I think we could all agree that for Moshe Rabbeinu, this was absolutely the worst situation that he could imagine. And Moshe Rabbeinu was at the edge, you know, with the Ishar HaMachane, you could go in, you could go out. Right there, and he said, like, like a last-ditch effort. Who is God's person? Who are God's people? Let them come with me. And all the B'nai Levi came and were with Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Mila Shemelai, you see the Rashi, Mila Shemelai, Yavo Elai. Whoever is with God, whoever remains understanding that God is in charge and that we have to devote ourselves. Come to me, come with me. Kolbene Levi came to Mikan. Shekol Hashavet Kasher. From this we learn that the entire tribe of Levi was proper. They did the right thing. The tribe of Levi. I mean, we don't understand why the Torah doesn't tell us why they did the right thing. But they did obviously do the right thing. The next pasuk, Vayom elahem, 
And he said to them, Kol Hashem Yisrael. And Moshe Rabbeinu charges them and says, these are the words of Hashem, the God of Israel, Simu you become, you become the soldiers of God. Sivaot Hashem. You, the B'nai Levi, you B'nai Levi, get your, your swords on your loins, Vishuvu Mishar Lishar Babachane, and go from one gate to another in the camp, Vihirgu, the only way to get out of the mess that we're in is for to be a, a, a cottery of people who are saving us by doing away with their, their brothers, their fellows, the Ishet Krovo, and their, their relatives. You've got to, you've got to, it's like a, uh, like an infection. You gotta get it out of the out of the system by Moshe. And B'nai Levi did it. They acted as a private army led by Moshe Rabbeinu. Three thousand people were killed at that at that time. If you look at the Rashi, Rashi, typical Rashi, right? Typical Rashi. That's what the Pesach says. And the Rashi, Rashi says, Ko Amar Hashem, Eichan Amar, Somebody who gives a sacrifice to a false god, he will be destroyed. That's what Rashi says. Bechilta is the medrash on Shmot. Okay. Pasukavtet. Uh, we're missing the pasuk. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Pasuk kaftet in the Rashi. Milu yedichem atema orgim otam bedavazet titchanchu. The fact that you are killing them, you know, is that you accepted this obligation. It's difficult obligation. Liyot kohanim lamakom. This will, in fact, create a new world for you. You'll become kohanim lamakom. And so we get to our parsha. We get to our parsha. Yedei Hashem el Moshe leimor. Tachet alibiyim. Tachet kol bechor bebnei Yisrael. 
So there are two parts to the Pasuk. God said to Moshe, I want you to take the Leviim. What Leviim? The Leviim who fought with Moshe Rabbeinu against the golden calf, against the people who gave their allegiance to that golden calf. Take the Leviim, and exchange them for the firstborn of Israel. Because the firstborn of Israel are not worthy somehow. Even though they were designated originally as being servants of God, but they didn't, when Moshe Rabbeinu said, Mil Hashem Eli, they didn't show up. And then the the animals belonging to the Levi, to the Leviim, who came to Moshe Rabbeinu, will be exchanged for the animals of the Bechorot, and they will be mine. There's a comment that the Orachai made about this Pasuk. So the Orachayim says, Why does this Pasuk include the words Ani Hashem? It's a strange idea. But he's just quoting, he's quoting Chazal in the Medrash. And he's quoted, and the quote says, Atida avoda in the future. The future meaning way in the future, in our future. Atida avoda, then the future, the service in the Beit HaMikdash, Shetachzole Bechorot. Shetachzole Bechorot. Now, does that make any sense? Why should it go back to the Bechorot? Lo yerdu yedviyim miyot l'ashem. But the Leviim will maintain their status. So both things are going to happen. The Bechorot are going to go back to be the way they used to be. Bechorot. And the Leviim will also be the way they became. As a result of Mila Hashem Eli, as a result of Bila Shem Eli. So in order to understand what the Arachayim is referring to, I think it's important to learn two statements in the Rambam. Here's the Rambam, Hilchot of Adizor, Perik Aleph, Gimel, the end of it. The end of it starts with Yaakov Avinu. He's talking about the development of idolatry. 
and the fight against that development, which was the fight of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. The Yaakov Avinu made Banav Kulam. Yaakov Avinu taught his sons, all of them. That was, as we know, a change because the Abraham, Abraham was not successful with Yishmael, and Yitzchak was not successful with Esau. But Yaakov was able to be inclusive. All the children of Esau, irrespective of their behavior, all of the children of, of Yaakov remained in the family. And that was the great innovation of Yaakov Avinu. That's something that we made, that we hold from till this day, that the family of Israel is inviolate. You remain a member of the family. Yaakov Avinu, let's go back to the text. Yaakov Avinu lamed banavkulam, he taught his sons, all of them, v'hivdil levi, and Yaakov Avinu set aside the Leviim. He set them aside. Levi, 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 his son. Ruba and Shimon, Levi, Yehuda. Revi, Levi, Uminahu, Rosh. And he set him aside. He set him up to be the, the head of the family. Vahoshivo by Yeshiva. And he sent them off to the yeshiva, lelamed derech Hashem, in order that he should learn more about the way of Hashem, velishmor mitzvot Abraham, mitzvot Abraham, and to carefully fulfill the mitzvot given to Abraham Avinu. Given to Abraham Avinu, just a second. Just one second. Vitzivahet banav shelo yefsiku mibnei levi mimuneh acham mimuneh and he said bnei levi they maintain their Position, position of excellence. In order that the t- learning of Torah should not be forgotten. Should not be forgotten. So here we have a family. Yaakov has an inheritance. He received the Torah from Yitzchak and Yitzchak from Avram. They know that they are special. Yaakov knows that in order to maintain what is special about himself and his family? We've got to learn Torah. We've got to learn Torah. In order to learn Torah, there have to be some people in the family who are dedicated to that learning. And this matter would go on and increase more and more with the children of Yaakov, Uba Nilvim Aleim, for those who came along with them, who understood that there was something special, Binaaseit Baolam Uma Shehiyodat Hashem, 
And that's how a nation was created on the basis of knowing about Hashem. Until the days became oppressive and difficult for Israel in Mitzrayim in Egypt. And so the people in, in Mitzrayim, the Jews in, in Mitzrayim lost it. They were unable to maintain their standard. They learned idolatry from the Egyptians and they worshipped the stars as they did. Chutz Mishavit Levi. The Rambam says, Shevet Levi maintained its distinction, Sha'amad b'mitzvat avot, because the Shevet Levi, when they came to Mitzrayim, they were the ones who were responsible, responsible for Torah learning in the family of Yaakov. And that responsibility they continued to carry out. I'm sorry. And I want you to know that B'nai Levi never worshipped uh, idolatry. Just a little bit would have had He says, he says they were on the verge of B'nai Yisrael were on the verge of losing it, losing the inheritance that they received from Yaakov, Yitzchak, Abraham. They were going to lose it. V'chozrim b'nai Yaakov l'ta'ut ha'olam and b'nai Yisrael, b'nai Yaakov were about to make the critical mistake that everybody else made. It became an idolater. B'yavat Hashem otanu. And because of God's love for us, and because of the oath that he had made with Avram Avinu, that there would be a future, that his children would be, would multiply, that they would go to Eretz Canaan, that they would understand what they have to understand, the Sam Moshe Rabbeinu Rabbanjagolanabiyimshalacho. And he so so his Ahava, his love for B'nai Israel came through that fact that he created their leadership, Moshe Rabbeinu. Came Moshe Rabbeinu. Since Moshe Rabbeinu prophesied Hashem Yisrael so because B'nai Israel was still somehow under the leadership of Moshe Rabbeinu, able to pull it all together again, right? Uh, he gave them the crown of uh, mitzvot, of commandments, and he told them, he taught them how they are to worship him. And Moshe Rabbeinu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, taught the people, taught the people of, of, of Israel, Mishpat 
Avodat Kochavim. What the future of the idolaters, what the future of the idolaters is, we call Atoim Acharehem. So it's interesting, would you not say, that according to the Rabbah, even though there's not a necessary source for this Rabbah, but it is clear that the Rambam thought that Bnei Yisrael could not have been worthy of Yitziat Mitzrayim if they were not students, serious students, of the Torah that was inherited from Avraham and Yitzchak. They, they just had to have it somehow. Otherwise, they would not be defined as Am Yisrael. So for some reason, which is not clearly explained by the Rambam, but which the Rambam thought was absolutely correct, Yaakov appointed the Bnei Levi, the family of Levi. And he said, you, the family of Levi, you remain responsible for Torah learning in the family. If everybody else decides not to learn Torah, and everybody else becomes an idolater, there's no doubt that you will continue to maintain Am Yisrael by learning Torah and not getting involved in the Narishkeit of Olam Hazeh of this world. So you see that according to the Rambam, the way the tribe of Levi was encouraged and devoted themselves to Torah learning, the idea that the Egel Azahav did not have an effect on them. And when Moshe Rabbeinu said, Mila Shem Eli, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Mila Shem Eli, so we still, we understand why it was that Bnei Levi came with Moshe Rabbeinu to fight against the idolaters. They had a tradition, according to the Rambam, of being unique, being unique in the family, maintaining maintaining the uh, spirit of Torah learning, even under the terrible... Uh, uh, the, the, the the terrible situation in Mitzrayim. So it makes sense. It makes sense that the Bnei Levi were the ones who stood up with Moshe Rabbeinu, Mila Shem Eli, and murdered the idolaters because they were the ones who maintained, even though this is not clearly stated in the uh, in the Chumash, but it, it seems to be clearly stated in the Rambam that this is who they were. They never involved themselves in idolatry. If they never involved themselves in idolatry, I understand. Moshe Rabbeinu said, Mila Hashem Eli, who is for God? Come to me. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu said. Oh, who's going to come? Of course, the Bnei Levi. Bnei Levi are going to come. And even though we know that Bnei Levi had themselves an issue, Shimon Levi, Achim, Yaakov, Abidu said about the battle that they fought for the honor of Dina 
and killed the people who lived in, where they lived, uh, people of Shem and Chamor. Okay. So, so it turns out that they were not only Torah scholars, but they were also Torah warriors. Uh, kind of uh, Hezder Yeshiva type people. Uh, you know, people who were able to actually do both. And that's what the Rambam says, And yet they, they almost lost it, the Bnei Levi. And where did they regain it? They regained it with the golden calf, where they were able to turn themselves into a fighting unit for Moshe Rabbeinu, for Kaddish Baruch for or against idolatry. Now the Rambam makes another comment, makes another comment at the end of Hilchot Shemitah V'yovel, Perak Yud Gimel, Halacha Yud Gimel. The Rambam says that the Shevet Levi was unique. It was unique because of the background that they had in Torah study. And because of that, they, they were the itinerant teachers of Am Yisrael. And they didn't get a Nachala. They didn't inherit part of the land because... They were supposed to be all over, but then the Rambam says this: "Lo shevet Levi bilvad, elakol ish ve ish we call by a haolam every single person in the world Hashem nedavaru chovato, whose spirit moves him, vevinu madaoli badela amod lefnei Hashem lesharto ulavdo ledeat Hashem." Any person who decides that his future is Knowing God, being close to God, and he goes straight. He goes straight as he was created. And he he, he he ignores the way that society forces you to be involved in. I use the word again, the Narishkeit. The person who decides on his own to be, spend his time and his effort coming close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem and he wants God to be his portion, not portion of land, but portion of relationship. God is my portion because see, you support my my future. So it's interesting that if you just think of the Rambam and say, what does the Rambam have to say about B'nai Levi? Oh, B'nai Levi. 
They created Am Yisrael. They maintained it in Mitzrayim. They led Moshe, they led them out of Mitzrayim and away from idolatry. In the Egel Azahav story, in the story of the golden calf, Mila Shem Eli, they came. And all we have left is to understand why Chazal said that the Levim who took, I mean, we understand now that the Levim who took over for the Bechorot, right, the original intention was, the original intention was that every family would have somebody devoted but that could not be deployed immediately. And so the Levian became the people in charge of Torah learning and spiritual values and making sure that the people, the other people, would know what was right and what was wrong. That was the B'nai Levi. But Chazal said eventually things are going to go back to the way they were at the beginning. And how were they at the beginning? Remember Bereshit Baralokim et HaShamayim et HaAretz. Rashi says, You want to understand why the word Bereshit is the first word in the Torah. In order to understand why the Bereshit, besides the fact that it's a word and it has a meaning, but look at it by itself, that word Bereshit, I mean, what is it that it tells us? So Rashi says, Bishvil Torah, Shinikrat Reshit. God created the world for the Torah. Second, Bishvil Yisrael, Shinikrat Reshit to And second, Yisrael, so Torah and Yisrael, right? Yisrael. There was the, there was an idea that Akadish Bochu had in the creation of the world. And the creation of the world, especially, I mean, even though we think that Yisrael is a movable feast somehow, they change. Sometimes they're one way and sometimes they're another way. Some, uh, sometimes the Bechorot are in charge, sometimes the Leviim are in charge. We see two things according to Rashi. One, the Leviim, the Rashi and the Rambam, the Leviim on the one hand were always the people of the Torah, always. Not when the Bechorot had to be replaced, but the Bechorot were replaced by the Leviim because the Leviim were worthy of that job. They had started from the time of Yaakov, according to the Rambam. And they were always, and then they became the model after the destruction of the temple Everybody, the Rambam says, could become one of the B'nai Levi. Because the B'nai Levi was an idea. And when the structure of the Shvatim disappeared, individually, each person could become one of the B'nai Levi. And Breshit Bara, according to Rashi, the creation of the world, the word Breshit implies stability things that never change. And so, Chachamim taught us that the Bechorot will return to the Avodah and the Beit HaMikdash. Yes, they were punished. Yes, they were unreasonable in their connection at the time to the idolatrous Egel Azahav, the golden calf, but they will 
be redeemed. The Bechorot, not only redeemed in the money that you pay when you redeem, that we do a Pidyon Bechor, but they'll be redeemed from their sin of the Egel as a habit, returned to the Avoda, to the service of God in the in the Beit HaMikdash. So the Leviim, who were created as a force in Am Yisrael by Yaakov Avinu, temporarily undertook the judge of the Bechorot. Eventually, the Bechorot will be returned to to uh, the Bechorot will be returned to the Avoda and the Beit HaMikdash to serving God in the Beit HaMikdash. And in the meanwhile, everybody will have the option of becoming one of the B'nai Levi. Parashat Bamidwar, Tavshin Peikim, all the best, be well. Thank you. Thank you. All the best.